It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters— with new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. here on this Wednesday edition of the Lombardi Line presented by DraftKings. Stormy Bon and Tony with you alongside Beeson's own Will Hill in for Michael Lombardi today, host of the Shoulda Bet More podcast, also doing great work with the Fox Sports Podcast Network and Bear Bets with Chris the Bear, Felica. Will, you're a busy man. Thanks for making time for us today, buddy. I appreciate it. It's good to be busy while there's still time to be busy. I mean, there's only a couple football games left after this. It's all, you know, NBA, college basketball. The good thing, though, is with the season being longer, the 18th week, once the Super Bowl ends, you look up and it's only a few weeks to March Madness. That gap from the Super Bowl to March Madness is always just, especially the East Coast, it's cold, it's dark. Once you get to March, it's a fun time of the year. Before you know it, it gets warmer, it gets lighter earlier. It's a a great time of the year. So that gap is is a little shorter than it used to be, which is nice. Yes, that is good. But it's a weird feeling especially this next week with the Pro Bowl when we it's the first time that we're not having like a real football game college or NFL to prepare for next week and so this is the time where all right I got to get into my NBA research get back into the National Hockey League which by the way we're gonna have Harry Gagnon former Vegas sportsbook supervisor host of the Unreasonable Odds podcast he will join us in just a little bit Um, he's got a hockey play as well as plays on these conference championship games coming up Uh, it's why not Wednesday so you know we'll be closing the show with that fun segment a little bit later on we've got some props to look at but let's dive into some of these lines here and we got some injury updates coming through for the AFC championship today Isaiah Pacheco said he should be good for Sunday he's missing practice today with the toe but he should he feels like he'll be good to go and unfortunately left guard Joe Thune not practicing unlikely to play due to the pectoral injury that he sustained this past week the report from Adam Schefter does add that he'll do anything in order to play but it looks like an uphill battle and probably not going to happen and that's a big injury. That's, you know, it's, it's a good front for Baltimore. So, I mean, we don't talk about guards a lot. I'm sure, you know, Lombardi will, will know the importance of that and he's not going to overlook it. But I think just in general, that's not something that's going to be built into the line. But, yeah, these injuries, they, they add up. They're important. We saw Buffalo get beat up at the end of that game against Pittsburgh. That had its effect uh, against Kansas City. Uh, Willie Gay also got beat up for Kansas City mm-hmm. in this game. Uh, against Buffalo. So that Kansas City Buffalo game, not only was it a day later than the Baltimore game, so Baltimore has the extra day of rest, extra day to prepare. They don't have to travel. Kansas City, that was a physical game with those guys getting beat up. So if you like Baltimore, that's that's another reason to like them. And we did see some fours today as well. Um, currently at DraftKings, we're sitting three and a half. 57% of bets, but 69% of the handle laying it with the Baltimore Ravens in this spot. And I, I mentioned it earlier, I do think that the Ravens are the best team remaining. I think they're the most dangerous team to win a Super Bowl right now. But this is a Chiefs team that you, you, you can't hold out 
you can't count out because I feel like every time you do, you eventually just live to regret it. But looking at some of the numbers with Baltimore, I'm curious your thoughts on this. And speaking of injuries, also before I get too ahead of myself, Mark Andrews also expected to be back this week, which is huge for that Baltimore offense. But they have the highest average cover margin of any team in the last decade, 6-0 and ATS against teams that are three games over 500 this year. And this one I thought was really interesting too. The two games this year that they've been favored by fewer than four points have been total blowouts against Miami, three and a half point favorite. They won by 37 against Detroit, three and a half point favorite. They won by 32. They have had no problem in this role whatsoever. They're really good. They're really good. They've killed people. Aaron Schatz, who has his DVOA formula, which is very uh, well respected. He has them as not just the best team, but as a historically great team. So, yeah, I mean, Baltimore's favored. They're favored for a reason. I'd be curious. We see this in the Super Bowl. We see this in the national title game. I thought I think Gil Alexander was talking about this this morning on a numbers game. You see this in these bigger games. The public gets involved, and for whatever reason, the public, you know, they're not interested in the points as much when they want to bet the underdog. They say, "Oh, I'm just gonna. I want to bet for. I want to bet them to win. I want to root for them to win." So they take them on the money line. That causes a depressed money line on the favorite. So I wonder if you get some cheap money lines on Baltimore, where normally it would be a, a little bit higher. If you get people say, "Hey, I just want to bet Mahomes. I want to bet them yeah. to win. I want the bang for my buck." I wonder if we get a little bit of a discount on the Ravens money line not seeing it yet i know it opened like minus 170 175 we're up to two dollars in some spots but i mean that's a, a situation where if hey you don't want to lay the three and a half you're worried about the hook with you know lay, laying the hook to Mahomes. you're worried about a back door if you could just get like a 185 a 190 money line maybe that's a better way to play it of course shop around find the best price but maybe a money line in baltimore if you find a cheaper one will be a way to play it right before kickoff yeah it's like a good thought process for sure and when we were talking in the last segment we were doing a little is this the wrong number? And by the way, I did get a phone call during our segment that was from a 513 number. I did not recognize. They didn't leave a voicemail, though, so clearly not important. Whoever's in Cincinnati trying to call me, not today, my friend, not today. But we were talking about the rushing yards on Lamar Jackson. You felt that number was a wrong number. You think that he's going to get more yards there. It should have been set a little bit higher. And maybe it does go up throughout the course of the week. But... Andy Reid was asked earlier this week about some of the differences of prepping for a Lamar Jackson versus uh, Josh Allen, who we saw this past week. Take a listen. Yeah, I would tell you it's somewhat the same. You have to stay in your lane. You have to stay disciplined with with any quarterback that runs. Lamar is special. He, he's a um, you know he, he's fast and one of the faster guys on the field when 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 it's all said and done and. Um, and, and he's shifty where Josh will go, he'll go right through you. He doesn't care. He's a big, big man. Um, and probably equally as fast. I, th I think that's a very fair way to compare them, right? Josh Allen is the more big bodied run through you. Lamar is going to be more shifty with his speed and Josh Allen throughout the time that they've played the Mahomes Allen era. He's had success in the regular season, not the postseason. Oh, and three against the chiefs in the playoffs. Lamar hasn't had much success against this chiefs team though, either just one in three overall in his career against this team. <laughs> Yeah, and these are better Chiefs defenses than they've had. I mean, this is clearly by far the best Chiefs defense in, in the Mahomes era. Spagnuolo is a good coordinator too. He's been around a long time. He's been a head coach. You know, he, he won those Super Bowls with the Giants. Like he's going to, uh, he's seen everything. So look, I, at some point, Lamar can just outrun your scheme. I understand that, but uh, I think Kansas City will be well prepared. I do think it helps that they saw a running quarterback, even though it's yeah. a different style. It's the same sort of concept where hey, this guy can take off. Let's be disciplined, like like uh, the things Andy Reid was saying. So I. Uh, do think it helps that they saw a running quarterback last week and this week so should be fun man i'm just it was sitting here on a wednesday it's just this is one of the best days of the year conference championships sunday where you got two trips to the super bowl on the line the games are usually competitive you don't get a lot of blowouts you know division round you get some blowouts wild card weekend you get some blowouts you don't get a lot of blowouts in the title game so should be a lot of fun i'm a little bit worried um when it comes to the 49ers lions game this weekend because for anybody who doesn't know although i've made it abundantly clear every single day i've been on the show but for first time listeners big 49ers fan here and and I have a candle that is one of those smells like a 49ers win candles. And I only light it on game days. And yesterday my husband lit it because he wanted like a good smell in the kitchen or whatever. And I was so mad. And now I'm not superstitious. I'm like Michael Scott. I'm a little stitious though. And so I did not like that. And now I feel like I'm going to be a problem for the team. I'm very concerned about it. And in terms of the betting on this game, they're up to a seven point favorite right now. 62% of bets 
but only 42% of the handle are taking the points with the Lions, though. Why is that interesting for bettors at home that might not know? Yeah, I mean, it's always tough with the betting splits. Like, what number are these numbers coming in on? Because the numbers moving around, and, and both of these num- numbers, both these games are around a key number with the six and a half, the seven. So, you know, make sure if you're if you're taking Detroit, you know, would, do you think you'll get a seven and a half? That's an interesting conversation. Do we think that'll tick up? Because that's a huge difference. Mm-hmm. These books don't often like to go from six and a half to seven and a half because if you take a bunch of money on San Francisco minus six and a half, then it goes up and up. Eventually, it's seven and a half. Then you take a bunch of money back on Detroit. And if it lands on seven. And you're in a lot of trouble, so I don't like to do that. But um, it, it is interesting to look at. Is, is your husband a 49er fan, by the way? Is, it, is there unity in the household? Uh, he's a Carolina Panthers fan, and so Ooh. he's basically oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's that's a right. it's a rough Ooh. life for for your boy currently. But he's rooting for Christian McCaffrey, so he's he's cheering for sense. CMC. Which reminds me, I got a DM from a listener, Trip Tepper. He writes into the, sh- the shows a lot. He DM'd, DM'd me, made a good point. Steve Wilkes was the coach last year at Carolina. Carolina killed Detroit at the yeah. end of the year for whatever that's worth. So keep that in mind. I, I do think, look, maybe it's something, maybe it's nothing. But I remember they played, I think it was Christmas Eve, Lions, Panthers, and the Panthers absolutely destroyed Detroit. So maybe there's something to that. Maybe he has got a good feel for this Ben Johnson offense or, or, or Campbell's you know system or whatever. But that is something to keep in mind. Whatever it is, we need the star players on defense to play like star players. Like Bosa needs to get home. We need to hear Javen Hardgrave's name more often. There are a lot of things that that need to be done for that defense, whether it's up front or in the secondary. So I'm interested to see how they're going to perform against this Lions offense that we know can and has moved the football. Um, From an injury standpoint for San Francisco, I was hoping we might see something come through from Debo Samuel. Uh, Not yet. The latest from earlier this week was that the x-rays came back. There was not another hairline fracture like he suffered earlier this season. No structural damage, but was dealing with pain. And that will be significant on the Lions side. Jonah Jackson, looking like he won't play, had surgery on a minor meniscus tear, according to Jeremy Fowler and their center, Frank Ragnow, dealing with a sprained knee and a sprained ankle. But he's going to push through and they expect him to play. And again, I don't think we're going to get much clarity on Debo Samuel, even if we get word, hey, he's playing. Who knows if he's healthy and if he's out, they're not going to tell us he's out till the very last minute. So I think we're going to see some gamesmanship from San Francisco. And even if he's in, we're going to have to wait and see, is he 100 percent? So I don't know that we're going to get uh, a lot of information from there, but obviously something to monitor. He's as important as anyone. Uh, Are both teams going to kick off to start the game? Because Green Bay has made this a thing where we take the ball. We want to get a lead. Shanahan is a defer guy. Uh, do we think Campbell, if they win the toss, will, will the Lions choose to receive and want to get a lead? That is something that's very important with first yeah. quarter bets, third quarter bets, team to score first. Uh, I, I wonder, I'll have to go back and look in terms of what Detroit has done with the kickoff this year. I wouldn't blame them if they did because we've seen time and time again, that, like San Francisco is a team that needs to play with a lead. Put, put they, them from behind. I agree. They got away with one against Green Bay. Like that stat of them being down five or more points in the fourth quarter and being 0 for 30 prior to that Green Bay game that is significant they have struggled when trailing late that's just not their game they play and they operate offensively in a very very different way when they have a lead so um, that's something we'll have to keep an eye on for sure we're going to hit the break here because that music is always telling me to wrap it up but when we come back Harry Gagnon is going to join us give out some of his best bets coming up we see Harry wave to Harry hello Um, we'll have him on in just a little bit stay with us on the Lombardi line Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here's your host, Stormy Bonatoni on VSEN, the sports betting network. With Omaha Steaks, you'll fall in love at first bite with their tender steaks, juicy burgers, air-chilled chicken, and more. You're going to love every bite. It's an Omaha Steaks guarantee. And for limited time, when you go to omahasteaks.com slash vsin, V-S-I-N, you'll get four free air-chilled boneless chicken breasts and free, rich, juicy, boneless pork chops with your order. Minimum purchase may apply. We are back here on the Lombardi Line. Will Hill and Stormy Tony with you as we welcome into the show. Harry Gagnon, host of the Against All Odds podcast at AAO Harry, former Vegas Sportsbook Supervisor. You know him, you love him. Harry Gagnon, everybody, how are you? Hey, guys, what's happening? How, how, thanks for having me, as usual. Great. Oh, look, I'm glad you guys had me. After Again, I just said to you in the, in the, uh, in the break, so I'm glad you guys had me back after my crazy prediction of the Bills last week. I hope. I, I wish it came through. through. It didn't. Uh, so uh, let's, let's, let's roll with the Annecy and AFC Championship game. Listen, you might have had yeah. a crazy prediction on the Bills that didn't go right. But you did predict a while back that the Detroit Lions were going to be playing in the NFC title tilt, which they are. So good read on you there. But now the question is, do they get over the hump and make a Super Bowl? How do you think they fare against San Francisco? Well, you know what? I think you have to think that what we saw from San Francisco last week, Green Bay, Shanahan and his team, very fortunate uh, to pull that game out. Green Bay was actually the better team here. But I'm not going to I'm, I'm not going to give a side here. What I like here, guys. Uh, is the over. I like the over 50 and a half. Uh, I know the health of Debo Samuel is in question. It's a huge factor here. I'm banking on him playing San Francisco's offense being better. It just is with him in that lineup. I think they got to be better, obviously, because uh, Brandon Ayuk, who had over 1,300 yards this season, uh, had just three catches for 32 yards versus the Packers. He needs to play a bigger role in this game. Goff has looked really good, averaging 282 yards a game, passing in the playoffs. And he's been in this position before. We know this with the Rams. And he's got extra incentive uh, being from Northern California, went to Cal in college. So uh, I think he's going to have a spectacular game. He's going to be pumped for this. Dan Campbell will have his team ready. Uh, Detroit's averaging 28 points a game in their two playoff games. I think the X factor here could be Jameer Gibbs. He's been fantastic all season, the rookie out of Georgia. He's had four catches in both playoff games. He's scored in both playoff games. And he's actually scored a touchdown, guys, in six of his last seven games. I think he's the X factor here. A lot of points here. Should be an excellent game late Sunday. I'm going over 50 and a half. Perry, with only two games, there's fewer spreads to bet. These lines are usually tighter. They're sharper. Props may be the way, better way to approach it. Any props you're looking at in this game? How about this? I'm looking defense, guys. Looking at defense. I'm going to go Aiden Hutchinson. At least one sack at minus 130. He's been unbelievable all season. Uh, and really, since he's been in the uh, NFL, He's got 20 sacks in two seasons with the Lions. He's relentless. He's so quick and agile for for a defensive end. Leads the NFL in, play, in, in the playoffs in sacks with three. And he actually has eight, eight sacks, guys, in his last four games. Hutch to make a run and get to Purdy at minus 130. I love it. 
Yeah, Aiden Hutchinson certainly scares me. That offensive line for San Francisco hasn't been doing Brock Purdy a whole bunch of favorites as of late. <laughs> favorites as of late. But okay, listen, we always come to you usually with a teaser. And unfortunately, because of the limited action, not a whole bunch that you can do if you don't want to tease the Chiefs up, for example. So I am of the uh, the SGT variety lately. I've been loving same game teasers. And I know oh, yeah. Will hates it. Will doesn't like that I'm teasing totals. But I, this is just a wave that I'm going to ride until it comes to a stop. And so I, I like because you, you like the over. So I was thinking mm-hmm. of teasing the total down and betting the over at a 46 or whatever number that, that we get from that standpoint. And then the 49ers just to win, essentially. And I, I think they do. For as good as the Lions have been as an underdog, this is a different role for them on the road away from Ford Field, a lot of pressure. San Francisco 49ers are a Super Bowl favorite for a reason. I think they win and get there. What do we think? No, I, I hear you. I think if you're going to see San Fran down just to win the game at seven points, either, you're getting you're teasing Detroit down to 43 and a half. 43 and a half. I love 43 it. 43 and a half. Sorry, I'm bad at math. And also, you got to really do face. You, <laughs> that's a San Diego State degree, right? I'm Let not me. Joking. Oh, wow. Let <laughs> me live, man. Come on. Journalism um, major. Journalism major. Just to win. I think, you know, they, they, I mean, they have to come out playing better, right? And then what they did against Green Bay. Again, so fortunate, Janahan, uh, to pull that game out. I think Green Bay was a better team. San Fran comes out better here. I think they probably do get this one. That'd be a lot for Detroit to get done here. But still, over 43 and a half on a teaser. Stormy, I love it. If San Francisco does win, they will play the winner of this game. Ravens laying three and a half against the Chiefs. Where do you think this line closes? And are you okay laying the points here against Mahomes? You know, I, I I don't love laying the points here since he's been here, and really uh, Lamar hasn't in this situation. Baltimore home, first time in a championship game home uh, in that city since, I believe, 71. That's when I was actually born. So that was last time I did the math. I'm 52. So, yeah, so 52 years ago. So that's a long time here. But uh, I would possibly, if I, I – I'll lay the three and a half, but I'd really prefer to buy the half, lay the three here just in case because of Kansas City's experience. KC looked tough guys in there on the road playoff game for the first time last week against the Bills. Um, but Baltimore overall might be better overall, obviously, I think, than the Bills and still a little bit more better than Kansas City. Don Harbaugh's squad was first in rushing and first in points allowed this season. Lamar looked fantastic, had 100 yards on the ground last week, where KC is just 18 this year against the run. Uh, the Ravens pound the ball on the ground in this game. They had 229 rushing yards last week versus Houston. Uh, I think they do it again to the Chiefs here. Mahomes struggles here versus Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen. I think they have huge games here. When Mahomes has been pressured this year, when he's been pressured, which the Bills did not do last week, he's got five touchdown passes and six picks. That's something Baltimore can do and something that the Bills couldn't do last week. I've got Baltimore winning this game. These defensive struggles, sort of. I got 42 total points here. I got Baltimore winning 26-16. Yeah, and I, I was really impressed last week, too, just with the way that they were able to adjust because in the first half when things are looking bleak and the, the blitz is tripping you up, tied 10-10, then to come out in the second half and dominate the way you did, like they, they are a special group. So let's say the Ravens, all of that comes through, they're going ahead and they're playing for a Super Bowl. Have you looked at any of those exactas or the hypothetical Super Bowl spreads? Have you looked into any of those? Anything pop out to you? I have. I've seen, you know, it's let's just say, for example, the Ravens win this game and they play Detroit. And the line is, uh, I know uh, as of right now, I've seen Baltimore length three and a half in this game and the total being 50. I'm going to stay away from the side here again, guys. If there's Detroit, Baltimore and the over under sitting at 50 with what we've seen, golf has experience in the Super Bowl um, and what he's done lately in this offense again. What a dynamic duo between Montgomery and Gibbs. They've been great. St. Brown, fantastic numbers, over 1,500 yards this year. A lot of offense there. And Baltimore, I think Detroit would have a lot of problems deciding on what to do with Lamar Jackson in terms of how to stop the run against him. I think this game, if it was Detroit-Baltimore and the total sitting at 50, I love the over in that one. Yeah, I agree. I think if Detroit's in this game either way, that that total is, is a little light. I'll get bet up a couple of points. Detroit's going to be an over machine, especially indoors. Uh, last couple minutes here, NHL. Do you have any plays for tonight? And if I have no bets, if I'm looking for a sleeper, a future, is there anyone worth taking a flyer on right now? Yeah, you know, uh, listen, I, I'll tell you this. I do have a game tonight. How about this? We got Avs at home against the Cap. Just happen to have a game here at minus one and a half at plus one eighteen. I'm going to take the Avs. Uh, last four wins, the Avs have won them all by two goals or more. They're nine and one in the last ten at home. 
Washington just one and four in the last five road games and scored more than one goal in just one of those five games. Uh, and my guy, Mikko Rantanen, for the uh, for the Avs, he scored at least one point in 10 of his last 11. So, uh, yeah, give me the Avs tonight against the Caps, minus the one and a half, lay it, and you get plus 118. A little puck line action in there. I, I love that, Harry. And kudos to you for being able to monitor so many sports at one time because I am such a case-by-case basis type of gal. Like, I need to have a free window to start diving into other stuff before I go I full you. force. Is that like, does that come from your background as being a former sportsbook supervisor that you're just used to having your hands in a bunch of different things? It really is. It really does. But I, I had before I was a sportsbook supervisor, I was I just loved everything too, and I and I, I was always betting different things. And I will say this: I'll throw this out there real quick too. Australian Open's getting down to the mm. nitty gritty real quick. I'm telling you, I got 17 to one Yannick Center before the Australian Open started at 17 to one. He's playing Joker. Uh, I, he's an underdog here, obviously. He's five and he's four and five against Joker career lifetime. I'm going to take Center over Joker. Joker first couple matches. This, this Australian Open, he lost uh, a round in both of them to nobodies. I think Center's playing great. Center has 10 comp- uh, titles to its credit, nine of them on hard court. Center and an upset over Joker. You're yeah, awesome, sorry. my man. Thank you so much. You're the be- you're the best. Uh, we'll see you next week. Hey, guys. Thanks. Have Thanks, fun. Harry. Yeah, that's Harry yeah. Gagnon. Make sure you follow him at AAO, AAO Harry on social media as well. But, I mean, Will, you're that way too. You're good at being able to handle a bunch of sports at once like how often do you bet nba and college basketball right now yeah i'm betting everything i woke up early this morning too and uh when there's nothing else to bet on it became a tennis expert and i jumped in on alcarez who was plus 255 then he got to a point where he was favored i just kept doubling down so it was an expensive morning for your boy but yeah i like to bet all this anything in the farmers you getting some pga action out there i forgot that started today i took a couple first round leaders and i took uh oh i took zalatoris first round leader and to win yeah. both at long prices it's weird it starts on a wednesday i think it's because of the uh nfc and afc title games we're trying to stay away from those on sunday well just get ready will because we're about to get into spring football here in a couple months as well yes. so i know me and you will be going back and forth you'll have your cfl 100%. i'll have my ufl it's gonna be great Uh, We're going to hit the break. We'll be right back with more on the Lombardi line. This is the Lombardi line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here's your host, Stormy Bonatoni on VSEN, the sports betting network. Start your morning with a daily dose of winning strategies, insider tips, and the latest buzz with the free VSIN daily newsletter. In today's newsletter, although we don't have Michael Lombardi on the show today, a breakdown of his latest article, the column up on vsin.com, and Stephanie Kamershack, maybe better known to you at home as producer Steph, has her first touchdown picks for conference championship weekend this week. A couple of her favorites, so make sure you check it out. vsin.com slash newsletter is where you can subscribe and get that in your inbox every single day. Stormy Tony and Will Hill with you back here on the Lombardi line. And we were talking to Harry Gagnon a little bit ago. We were talking about some of those Super Bowl hypothetical spreads that are out there. The beauty of those, by the way, at DraftKings or whatever sports book that, that you call home is that if the matchup doesn't happen, that bet is just void. So it's a, a no sweat bet from that standpoint. But there are some interesting options available. Will, I know you were looking at a couple. Yeah, I mentioned, I think if Detroit's in the game, both those totals are a little low. I think they would both be a tick higher. I don't have them in front of me, but I think 51 and 52, depending on who they played. I just think whoever they're playing, Lions are an over team with that defense. Uh, You're going to get Goff indoors. He's going to be able to move the ball. So to me, that's going to be an over that gets bet up if if it is Detroit in there, which I don't don't expect Detroit to be in there. I know you're hoping they're not. um, And we're looking at it in front of us. Yeah, 50 and 52. 50 if it's the Ravens versus the Lions. 52 if it's the Chiefs versus the Lions. So those, I think, or a little light. This is an interesting thought exercise because if it's 49ers Ravens, 49ers laying a point and a half, the Ravens beat them so badly on yeah. Christmas. And I know that line was six and a half. I have a hard time seeing the Ravens be getting points, even though it's just a point and a half. And maybe the books would want to move it to get it out of teaser range so people like you don't come in come in and just, you know, tease it to high heavens and, and <laughs> rob them blind. I would think that's a pick 'em. To me, those are dead even teams. Maybe a slight home field advantage, a subtle one because the game's in Vegas. Maybe you get more 49er fans than Raven fans. But to me, that's a pick 'em. 
What's interesting if the Chiefs are in this game, the Chiefs, are they going to be getting two and a half against the 49ers and Mahomes wins again? He wins against Baltimore. I don't know. Like, I know that I, I saw three for that line. It's moved to two and a half. I could see that one moving even more. I, I, don't, I don't think you can just keep giving Mahomes points game after game, especially if he keeps winning, which is uh, an interesting thought exercise. And to me, if it's if it's Ravens Lions, I'm seeing Ravens minus three and a half over the Lions. That looks a little light. The Ravens beat them so badly during the regular season. Yeah. Uh, I just I think that would be a little bit higher. Again, you're going to bump Detroit up because they won in San Francisco. Detroit's going to be a fun story. People are going to root for them. But I think people are going to look back and say, wow, these teams played in, in Baltimore, beat them by a lot. So these are these are fun to think about, fun to because there's there's different moving parts in terms of like, all right, if this game happens, that means that already happened. And how is the public going to react? Do any of these look off to you? Do you, any of these do you think are going to move a point or so? None of these are going to move a field goal or anything, barring some injury, but just a point, half point here or there. It's interesting to think about. Yeah, Lions-Ravens was the one that stood out most to me, which obviously I'm, I'm hoping that that isn't the case, as you said, but I would feel very comfortable laying three and a half with Baltimore in me that too. spot. Like that's, that's the one that if I had to pick one, that's where I would go. Dude, I've got such PTSD though I don't want to play either one of those teams because with Casey I've got the 2019-2020 season Super Bowl that still just burns in my brain of Jimmy Garoppolo not being able to make that pass in the fourth quarter when the game should have been freaking over and then the Ravens the way they kicked the 49ers tail on Christmas Day uh, that's just not a matchup I think that is particularly favorable and I'm sure the 49ers have learned from that game and they'd be better da, 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 whatever uh, I don't like that matchup at all and I totally agree with you I think that's more of a pick em game on paper and it was interesting we had um, Thomas Gable director of the race and sportsbook at the Borgata on the program earlier this week and he still had the 49 49ers as his top power rated team. Obviously the odds tell us that as well, but for me, the Ravens are the best team that's remaining here. I, I, I don't see the 49ers as high and maybe that's just me being a pessimistic fan, but I thought the 49ers were still a favorite more from a liability standpoint and how they'd been bet throughout the season versus them actually being the top team right now. At best, I'd say they're equal. I, I don't see. I don't think you can have a scenario where you say, "Are oh, the 49ers are the better team than the Ravens?" I just yeah. with that defense, I, I just don't think so. Again, if you tell me they're even and it's a pick 'em, okay, I think that's fair. But any sort of points where you're laying with the 49ers, I just I, I don't think that's the case against Baltimore. And uh, I've made this a couple times on my podcast and other shows. I don't I don't know if I made it with you. Is it possible the AFC is just much better than the NFC? I mean, you start to look. It's a small sample size, but it's not an insignificant sample size. We mentioned Baltimore. They killed Detroit. They killed the 49ers um the 49ers three they lost three games to the afc they lost to pj walker you know they lost to the Bengals. they got killed by the ravens in san francisco even a crappy team like miami who didn't beat anybody good all year they beat the cowboys the bills buried the cowboys maybe there's a bigger gap between the afc and the nfc than we realize so i don't know just because this year was such an odd year especially when it comes to the backup quarterbacks we saw and i mean how are we talking about the nfc the first half of the year when you had the 49ers the cowboys the eagles all dominating like they yeah. the, the Cowboys and Eagles fell apart obviously like what with, with with Philadelphia being 10 and 1 and then losing 6 of their last 7 like I think that even though they were a little bit of a paper tiger throughout the course of the that early part of the season we were still looking at them saying they're finding ways to win they just played in a Super Bowl a year ago so I don't know it just depends on which part of the year that we're looking at because earlier in the season Casey didn't look like they've looked right now but um, I have a few trends that I want to throw your way and I want you to tell me for each of these games if you think they are meaningful or meaningless and we're going to start with this Ravens Chiefs game because I saw this one that I mean and this is obvious because we've obviously been watching these games in the postseason, but favorites of four points or less are 0-4 ATS this postseason with just one outright win. I found that very interesting. Do you think that that trend is meaningful or meaningless this weekend? I'll say meaningless just because it's such a small sample size. I'll say meaningless. I always feel like all these other shows I do, I'm like, it just we talk sports, it's normal. I feel like a, a, a game show contestant here. There's a lot of pressure. I'm very nervous, but I'll say meaningless for this one. I hope I didn't answer incorrectly. Listen, don't be stressed. It's okay. It's it's natural to feel a little bit nervous. But I I... I the reason that I brought that one up specifically is because it's the chiefs and because we talk so much about them being in that underdog role. And I hope that I'm not misquoting this, this information, but Mahomes being an underdog in back-to-back -back games hasn't happened since I want to say it was his rookie year and he won those games outright. And so I just, I, I thought that that was 
fascinating that they're not used to being in this role. Um, what about this one from a referee official standpoint? Sean Smith is the head referee for this game. And in the past three years, home teams have won overall 55 and a half percent of the games. But with Smith as the head referee, that number drops to 40.8 percent, the lowest win rate by any referee in the NFL. And there are some ATS numbers that go with that as well. This coming from Warren Sharp. What do you think? Meaningful or meaningless? I don't know. I will go with meaningless. I will say this, though. It's become like Warren Sharp has a big following. I'm sure this got back to Sean Smith. Does this reverse <laughs> itself or he's aware of this now and he's going to go the other way and make sure the home team does not get screwed here? It's I actually, you know, I don't, I don't think it's meaningless. I would, I would worry it goes the other way where, Hey, people think I'm biased against the home team, which is a strange thing to be biased against. Uh, maybe, maybe it reverses itself where he's like, he's so aware of it gets back to him that he, he goes the other way. So I don't know. Maybe that's something interesting to think about. I, I mentioned those straight up numbers. The ATS numbers go from 50.1% for home teams to 17, 29 and three, 37% under Smith the last three years, second lowest mark among the 19 officials. Just very, very interesting. At the very least, it's an intriguing stat. How about this one? The Chiefs in the fourth quarter. Unders are 18 and one their last 19. In the second half, unders are 17 and two. Meaningful or meaningless? It's meaningful. That's too strong a trend to just be nothing. The Chiefs have trended more to being an under team this year. Not as good on offense, better on defense. But yeah, I, I mean... I, I, that's that's too overwhelming of a number to just say, oh, that's randomness. It's small sample size. That that's a pretty strong trend. Let's go to the 49ers Lions game where the Lions are 16 and four against the spread as underdogs of, of four or more points again, uh, with Dan Campbell. Let me say that again. 16 and four ATS as underdogs of four or more points under Dan Campbell. But they've only won five of those games outright. Meaningful or meaningless? Like, is this a spread play? But money line they lose. How do you think? Yeah, meaningful because it makes sense that it goes along with Campbell's personality, his OMO of, hey, we fight to the end. You know, we, we scratch and claw. Remember, his first game as Lions coach was against the 49ers a few years ago. They were down 24 points with 545 left and they cut it to eight and had the ball. And that sort of embodies what Campbell is as a coach of, hey, you know what? Most teams, when they're down that big, they just say, all right, we'll go home. It's not our week. They fight till the end. So I do think there's something to that. 49ers also 0 and 6 ATS, their last six at home. But how about this? And one good as a big favorite too. Shanahan has mm -hmm. been bad as a big favorite. His dad was always bad, bad as a big favorite. And I think that makes some sense too, where there's, I, I call him cautious Kyle. Sometimes he just gets a little conservative right before the half. He gets conservative uh, a couple years ago against the Rams. He got conservative fourth and one. He punted Shanahan's not good as a favorite either. So you got Shanahan who's bad as a favorite. Campbell who's good as a dog. I don't like the matchup for the Lions, but that is definitely something to think about. Debo Samuel, who, by the way, we just got it in from Kyle Shanahan will not practice today. Dealing with that shoulder status, still TBD. When Samuel's on the field for a full game, the Niners are 12 and one winning by an average of 18 points per game games. He missed or wasn't able to finish one and four straight up. Oh, and five against this red meaningful or meaningless. Oh, absolutely. Clearly meaningful. He's a tremendous player. They're not, he's so versatile. He's so dynamic. They're not the same offense without him. Absolutely meaningful. TBD. I think I won. I think I did really good. What do I win? You win um, this from me. I don't know if our radio audience can hear that. Round of applause for not the Will Hill on Twitter. See, that's, but you're, you're my Will Hill. You're the Will Hill to me, Will. And I think that's all that matters. But follow him on X. We'll be right back. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL postseason, is bringing you an offer that'll help make the playoffs that much more electrifying. New customers can bet five bucks on any game this weekend. You'll get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the code VSIN only on DraftKings Sportsbook. Again, that code VSIN, V-S-I-N. The crown is yours. And Will, because you loved our game show mentality so much, we're going to hit you with one more. It's time for Why Not Wednesday. Roll it, Caesar. Maybe a stupid one, but I'm just spitballing here. Can it make you say why not? That wasn't a stupid question. It's time for Why Not Wednesday. I mean, why not? You know when they say it's so crazy it just might work? It's so crazy it just might work. You got the round of applause. You won the game show previously. Can you do it again, Will Hill? We're looking at some long shot bets, and I want you to tell me whether or not you think it can get there. Can you say why not? Starting with... Patrick Mahomes, 3-1, to one, to have the most passing yards in the conference championship weekend. Can it make you say why not? Why not? Yeah, why not? Um, I mean, it's Mahomes. I, I understand why this is lying the way it is because the other game has a higher total. The other game has a, a spread of seven. So if golf gets behind, he's going to be throwing it a lot and you get a bunch of garbage yards. But hey, anytime you're getting Mahomes at three to one, I can't argue. Yeah. So why not? Brock Purdy, interestingly enough, against the Lions D, he's actually the favorite at plus 140. Goff, two to one. Jackson, eight to one. But Mahomes, three to one right there. Most passing yards for the conference championship. Now, we talked about this Baltimore Ravens team. I I think they're the most dangerous. I think they're the team to beat right now. And when they have played at home as a short favorite this season, they have been dominant. Can you say why not to an alternate Raven spread? Minus 10, it's plus 215. I'm not doing it. What's the opposite of why not? Why? I'm not laying double you, digits you against say, Mahomes. You can say absolutely not. Absolutely not. No, I mean... Uh, Look, Mahomes has been great as a dog. Maybe it happens. Maybe you turn the ball over. Anything can happen. But at two to one, I, I would need a little more. So absolutely not. I think is, is the way I'm going here. I'm just saying as a reminder, those two home games against Miami, against Detroit, they won by over 30. We could and even get take crazy. Out that fat, take out that fat wallet of yours. Go up to the counter and, and bet it then. Listen, Talk is cheap. I'm, I am not putting any sports book out of business. Okay. We know. We know. But the Ravens, I still think... And more likely than not that they're going to win this game. I just, that's the vibe that I get. They're three to one to be the highest scoring team this weekend. Is that plausible? Could you say why not? Three to one. No, I need a little more. I just think that okay. Detroit-San Francisco game is going to be a shootout. I think San Francisco is going to get into the mid-30s. I thought they were going to last week and they let me down, but I think this is a good matchup for San Francisco. So is, is, San Fr is Baltimore, this is a team that was 10-10 against the Texans who are not very good at the half. I, no, I, I need a little more. I, I think this the San Francisco is the highest scoring team. They ended up scoring 24 unanswered in the second half. It's not like they can't score. 
Bet it. Then bet it again. Show me. Not let's let's just, see the tickets. I'm just playing You're along. You're getting mad at me for my answers, and you can bet it. I'm not getting mad at you. I'm just playing devil's advocate, and I don't have access to DraftKings, so I couldn't bet it if I tried. Let's go to the next one. Uh, first all teams, excuse me. So this is kind of a cool thing at DraftKings is that there are a number of different options of just anything to happen in these games. One of them is every team to score one or more rushing touchdown. Plus 310 is the price. So you need four teams all to score a rushing touchdown. Why not? I'll take it. Three to one. Sign me up. Is that what the number is? Three to one? Yep. Plus 310. Feels like a sucker bet. Probably is a sucker bet, but (laughs) hey, I'm a sucker. I'll take it. Three to one. Why not? Okay. Well, let's see if we can get some statistical backing to any of these. Do you like a long shot in Jameer Gibbs? Because you talked earlier about maybe the running offense being something that the Lions could do, whether it's Gibbs, whether it's Montgomery. He's eight to one to have the most rushing yards on the weekend. Could you tilt your head and say why not? Or is this a McCaffrey Pacheco day? Uh, why not? Eight to one's not a bad number. I, I might actually bet that one. I thought Aaron Jones ran all over San Francisco last week. And if that thing, you got to worry about your split and come carries with Montgomery. So it's probably properly priced, but you hit a few big ones. Who knows? So eight to one. Why not? I don't hate it either. Let's stick with those Detroit Lions. Amon Ross St. Brown. He has been awesome. He's plus 950 to have the first touchdown in the Detroit 49ers game. And I know you were asking earlier, okay, what would they do with the ball? Because we know that the 49ers like to defer. If they won the coin toss, would they want to take it anyways and run it down their throats the way that the Green Bay Packers have done? And we saw that they had success early on. 49ers not a team that likes to play by behind could Amon Rob be that guy plus 950 could you say why not yeah why not that's not a bad number I do I, I wouldn't bet it because I worry about San Francisco getting the ball first if they get the ball first they're gonna score first I would think that Shanahan first 15 script is usually pretty good um, I was I, I might look at Kittle for first touchdown I think he's like 10 to 1 last week he's 10 to 1 uh, probably in that range again this week so uh, but I, I don't hate your plus 950 there this isn't my plus 950. I'm just it's, throwing it out there, trying to bring a little creativity to the table here, Will. I miss a little side note. I miss Thirsty Thursdays when you used to do, I forget what other show you used to do. Do you still do Thirsty Thursdays or no? <laughs> we don't, but maybe we can bring it back because I'm going to be getting into college hoops here soon, and it is definitely applicable from that standpoint. Um, Detroit has scored the first touchdown in each of their last six games. Just saying. How about yeah. Mark Andrews to score first in KC Baltimore plus 850 for him in his return game. Yeah, why not? I mean, I don't love playing a guy that hasn't played in so long and, and expected him to score the first touchdown, but that's the safety blanket. Um, and, and that's a guy that's a target in the red zone. So plus 850, that's not a, not a bad price. Why not? Yeah, the expectation is for him to go. Thought that he might be able to get there last weekend. Unfortunately, just didn't get where he wanted to be. Kept him out from a, for, for precautionary reasons. How about this one? Now, typically, this is a prop that we see get a lot more attention come Super Bowl time because we're diving into all these crazy markets, right? But they had it up for the divisional round. And they have it up here for conference championship weekend as well. Will there be an octopus? And so, no, don't worry. No sea creatures out there on the field. But will the same player who scores a touchdown score a two-point conversion on the next play? Could it happen? Could you say why not? Why not? What price am I getting, though? Because that's that's asking a lot. You're asking for a two-point conversion to be scored by the same player right after a touchdown. It's possible. What am I getting? 11 to 1? You get 11 to 1. 11 Why to, not? You get 11 to 1 on the 49ers-Lions game, 12 to 1 for the Chiefs-Ravens game. Why not? I mean, if it's... I could see Campbell doing some crazy stuff in this game. Onside kicks, two-point conversions, going for it on fourth down. So why not? And if I had to pick one, I think I'd go with the uh, with the 49ers-Lions game. Plus, there's more scoring, higher total, more chances to get it. So why not? And we almost saw one with Mike Evans this past weekend, too. Yeah. And the Bucks scored late, tried to go to him again, couldn't get it. Um, although that's... How much does almost pay? Ha ha ha. Very fair. But I know that's a two point conversion that's made the analytics community go crazy. Speaking to Detroit doing some crazy things. I've got another one here for you. Could an offensive lineman score a touchdown this week? 35 to one. 
I'll bet just about anything at 35 to one. Is it going to happen? No, but it, we've seen Detroit do this tackle eligible play. Again, I think Campbell was going to play this uh, like a crazy, crazy sort of uh, riverboat gambler here. So at 35 to one, maybe they dust off that play. Who was it? Decker that they made eligible yeah. against Dallas. So at 35 to one, you've got a track record of a team that does this. That's not insane. That's actually one. DraftKings has that. Yep. Might, might end up in the old account, theoretically. So it's not just a why not, it's a let's do this, which, I, by the way, I love that, um, yeah, I think it is Decker. He's, he was overdoing it this time yes. to, to show that, hey, I, I'm eligible, everybody. But, yeah, I love it. 35 to 1. Sticking with that theme, though, of getting creative, a non-quarterback to throw a passing touchdown, 16 to 1. Is that enough? Is that enough to say why not? No, I don't. I, I don't know. I mean, I know this is a popular. You got to throw a touchdown. I, this, this is a popular one during the Super Bowl because you got a lot of time to prepare and they have extra time to draw up a trick play. But that's just throwing a pass. You actually have to complete it and complete it for a touchdown. I need more than 16 to one. How about, how about you? Are you taking this one? Uh, probably not. The Philly special yeah. doesn't happen every day. You know what I'm saying? Um, I got Watch one. The first play of the game. Who could throw? McCaffrey could throw a little bit. McCaffrey's thrown them in the past. I remember there was a Monday night game. Is he a lefty? Did, do I remember that right? Where you, he threw one? Is he a left-handed thrower? I don't think he's left-handed. I could okay, be wrong, I but up. I don't think That's so. possible. But he has done it. He did it earlier this season, too. He had three touchdowns in a game. Yeah. Uh, one rushing, one receiving, one passing. The trifecta for CMC. Let me hit you with one more. 49ers to beat the Chiefs in a Super Bowl exacta, plus 475, a repeat of the 2019-2020 season. Why not? But yeah, a different I, ending. I a different like ending. That's the important part. I like both these teams in the game. That would be a hell of a game. So, yeah, why not? Plus 475. Make you happy. Cash a plus 475. You would. Uh, how would you celebrate a 49er Super Bowl? I would celebrate by not coming to work the next day. I hope. I hope. I could have all of the beverages with my family, lay on my couch, have a day, have a night. I have planted the seed with my boss that if, 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 by God's grace, that were to happen, please don't make me come to work the next day. And I got to, I'll think about it, but probably not. So a girl can dream after I thought we were ending the show on such a high note. Now we're going to bring it down. Will, you're awesome. Thanks for filling in today. We appreciate you, buddy. Always fun. Thanks. Make sure you check out the should have bet more podcast. You can download, subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Will's doing an awesome job. We'll see you tomorrow. Same time, same place. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters— with new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.